to the driver's press conference ahead of the 2019 Singapore Grand Prix. Joining us today from left to right, we have Lando Norris, Daniel Ricciardo, Lewis Hamilton, Roman Grosjean and Robert Kubica. Well, Roman, if we could start with you, please. Many congratulations. It's just been announced that you're staying with the Haas team in 2020. Please, can you give us your reaction to this news? Yeah, good evening. Um, yeah, it's, it's great, obviously great news. Um, happy to be with the team for fifth season, consecutive season. Uh, you know, we've uh, we've pierced the story since day one, and uh, feels like the story is not uh, yet over. So uh, very, very happy to, uh, to carry on with the team. Obviously, this year has been a challenge, but uh, so it's also been a good year in terms of, of growing up for the team and and understanding what went wrong and how we can uh, move on in the future. So um, yeah, looking forward to uh, many more races in black and gold for now, but uh, under under the Haas color. You say this year has been a challenge. How confident you c can you be that 2020 is going to be better? Oh, you, you never really know, but um, I guess the team has worked really hard and has, has made some good understanding this year uh, from the driver's feedback and, and from what we've seen. Um, you know, I think similar, it's a bit of a similar situation to 2017 to 2018, where 2017 the car was not as fast as we wanted, and then 2018 we obviously had a, a very competitive car. And um, yeah, I, I have got confidence that we would bounce back um, to which level, you never know, but uh, hopefully to a really good one where we can fight for some uh, fun races. Many congratulations, Roma. Robert, if I could come to you now, while we're on the subject of 2020, is there anything you can tell us about your future? Well, uh, yes and not. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, we are looking forward to the next year and looking for different opportunities. But uh, yeah, uh, in order to evaluate uh, our opportunities, uh, I had take the decision that uh, I will not continue uh, more with Williams uh, until this year. So I will stop end of the year with the team, uh, which is uh, yeah a decision which uh, I took. and. Uh, yeah, this uh, opens a bit uh, opportunities for me for the future in uh, in different scenarios, and now I will evaluate what uh, what is possible. Do you want to stay in Formula One next year? Well, I, I always say that uh, you know I took uh, a lot of energy, a lot of uh, time for me to recover to come back to the sport, and uh, since I joined um, back Formula One, um, I would like to stay. I said that uh, this year will be a uh, let's say a goal to to remain from one but uh yeah of course uh, my answer will be yes but uh, not for every cost and uh, i think uh, i have to first of all do what uh, will bring me back uh, a bit of joy of uh, of racing uh, of course this season has been uh, very tough uh, from performance point of view but uh, has been also uh, very demanding uh, you know being back in from one after a long time is not easy um, and especially when you are in as a to a difficult situation we are, but still, nevertheless, I think uh, I have to thank the team for opportunity, and uh, yeah, we'll see what the future will bring. Well, good luck with that. Thank you, Robert. Lando, if we could come to you now. Um, it's been a slightly frustrating period for you since the summer break. How easy has it been to shrug it off, particularly the last lap retirement at Spa? Uh, <clears throat> It's um, <laughs> it's not been too bad to be honest. I think uh, as much as I've been annoyed and disappointed, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I gave him ten seconds. 
I said you'll start laughing within 10 seconds. I don't want to. Okay. Um, yeah, as much as it's been annoying and disappointing, especially uh, a spa, last lap, um, I was on for my best results. Um, and at the moment for us as a team, we haven't had the best few weekends in a row, and uh, especially after Monza, running quite up quite a bit in the championship. So, um, I mean, it's been tough for me because uh, when we're on for such a good result, although it's a fifth and it's not a win and so on, um, for us and for myself, it's still a big achievement. So a little bit uh, annoyed, but um, in the end of the day, I think uh, we've still been working hard. We've shown our points what we can do. Um, we've shown we struggled in other areas, but uh, in the end of the day, it happens. It wasn't it wasn't in my control. Um, it wasn't in my engineer's control. It was just something that happens in Formula One. So uh, yeah, I just have to move on. And looking ahead to this weekend, it's your first experience of the heat and humidity of Singapore. How have you been preparing for it, and what can we expect from McLaren this weekend? Uh, I mean, personally, I've been here maybe a bit too long, but I've been here since last Thursday. Um, not for any reason in particular, apart from just getting used to the place, uh, cycling the track a bit, um, getting used to the temperature, the humidity, and so on. Everyone says this is the toughest race of the year um, for for the drivers. You're sweating already. I know. <laughs> um, Everyone says this is uh, the toughest race for the drivers physically, uh, for the concentration you have to have on the track, and then in combination with the, the heat and, and so on. So um, yeah, I've done everything I can training-wise, but uh, I'll find out on Sunday. Um, apart from that, with the... <laughs> the car? With, uh, with the car. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think... Uh, I want to be hopeful and say it's going to be better than Monza because um, <laughs> Monza, I don't think, was the best for us, even though Carlos qualified well and so on. I don't think it was the easiest track compared to some of the others. So I'm hoping um, this weekend we can be a bit stronger, although at the same time, I think uh, we all know it's still going to be quite a difficult one. Okay, well, good luck with it. Thank you, Lando. Daniel, Cheers. if we can come on to you. You scored your best result for Renault at Monza. Was that result the shot in the arm that you needed? I don't like needles, so normally I don't like a shot in the arm, but uh, it was it was definitely good for us. I think, uh, yeah, it, it'd been a while since we got like a big result like that. I think obviously Canada was the, the standout in the first half of the year. Um, I think Spa was a pretty positive weekend for us up until, you know, the, the start of the race, but I think we were on for a decent result there. Um, but then, yeah, to back it up in Monza um, and both cars to do it, it was it was really good. Definitely um, strong from the start of the weekend, and uh, yeah, I mean, I obviously it's nice as a driver to get the result, but definitely the team, you know, for the team to get that, I think they've been craving a strong result, uh, you know, from both cars as well, and and to get us back in the points, uh, or in that points battle that we're in. Obviously, McLaren were running away with it. We made some some good ground, um, so yeah, that was good, and uh, I think I, I I made a emphasis after the race to really kind of tip my hat to the the engine guys you know especially the guys in you know working on Renault in Viri um, to get a big result like that on a power circuit you know not many would have predicted that especially the last few years so to come out there and do it in Monza I think was a big pat on the back for them and looking at this weekend you have a good result you've had good results in Singapore with four podiums what about the car what can we expect from you here um, I think uh, <laughs> I think um, 
I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, the, the last few races we seem to perform better on the, the kind of lower downfall circuits, but going back to Monaco, I guess that's the most similar circuit to, to probably here, and, and we qualified quite well there. So I think we, we do have the p potential to be good uh, on, on this circuit as well. I don't think it comes as natural for us or, or for our car at the moment, but uh, I definitely think we can put it together. So might have to work a little harder for it, but I think the pace is, is ultimately there in the car. We just got to just got to find it but um it's a fun one. it's a fun one as, as all the boys really said it's physical it's hot bumpy but uh street circuits are they're a good time good luck thank you daniel lewis thanks for waiting coming to you now you're gunning for your fifth win here in singapore and after the battles with ferrari at spa and monza and red bull prior to the summer break how tough are you expecting this race to be well, this is one of the toughest races, if not the toughest race of the year, physically and mentally. So I, I um, and we come here each year, we, it, it shifts between the Ferraris, the Red, Red Bulls and us. I think last year the, the Red Bulls have particularly been quick over the years, so we anticipate they're going to be strong this weekend. So, um, And again, have no idea whether Ferrari will weather, whether they'll be quick, as they have been in the last two races or not. So. Uh, we're just focused on ourselves, trying to make sure we extract the most we can. We've not really performed that well, particularly uh, over the last couple of years, but come out with not such bad results uh, due to other circumstances. So I hope that we uh, we fare well. Any concerns about the performance of your car in the heat following the cooling issues that you had in Austria earlier in the year? Uh, I'm sure that's definitely on the radar. but. It's not really the hottest that we've seen so far, so fingers crossed it says something similar to this. But of course, if the rain comes or whatever, if it gets hotter through the weekends, it, it could change. Okay, thank you, Lewis. Good luck. So let's open this to the floor, and please remember to give your name and publication. First question, please. Question to all of of the drivers, what are your thoughts on the new way stewards are dealing with hard racing? And second question, uh, is the haze in Singapore a concern for you as a driver? Hard racing. Let's start with you, Lando. I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind repeating it? The first part, I heard the second bit about the haze. The first one is hard racing, the way the stewards deal with it. Um, I think they dealt with it fine. I'm, to be honest, I haven't seen everything from uh, what happened between Lewis and uh, Charles in uh, in Monza, but um, I think it's fine. I don't think, I mean, compared to some other categories, you get a lot more racing than we have had in Formula One, or let's say in past few years have been. This year's maybe a little bit better, but um, when we get a chance to race, I think it's better. We just, everyone says it, but let us race. And uh, we can have some battles, and if a bit of contact comes every now and then, I don't think it's the end of the world. Um, I think that's sometimes part of it. Obviously, you do have to look into it, and if it's anyone's blatant fault or anything's done intentionally, then that is unfair. But um, I think the chance of us just racing, having fun, I think that's part of, of Formula One. So, uh, from my side, that's fine. Uh, the haze, uh, I don't know. I don't. I think it's fine. You look a bit funny. Yeah, You've been I feel it. Days. <laughs> um, I've been, a, yeah, the longest out of everyone, I think. So um, if uh, anyone was uh, starting to be ill and not feeling good, I think I'll, uh, I'll let everyone know. Daniel. On the, on the racing stuff, actually, um, 
I think Lando covered it very well. You know, I think if there's a little bit of there's there's a bit of touching, and then there's kind of just pure like dirty driving or dirty racing. But uh, I think a little bit of uh, I mean, obviously, I saw the the replays and that of, of Monza. Um, it was certainly tight and. Um, yeah, a bit on the edge, I guess, with, with giving giving room and whatever. But uh, so, Dan, are you referring to oh, Lewis and Charles when you say that? I think so. I think that was kind of where the question came from, right? You were looking at Lewis the whole time, so I figured it was about that. Um, uh, yeah, it's a tough one, but um, but look, I I think yeah, Lando covered it well. It's if if we remain kind of with a certain level of respect, it's fine. Um, but if you're repeating, let's say. A little bit of dirt too often, then um, yeah, I guess either you get payback from the driver or uh, I guess the steward should intervene. But uh, for now, I think we're we're doing okay with controlling it. Obviously, at times as well in the car in the race, your tempers and emotions can take over. So maybe your initial feeling is harsher than maybe what you think afterwards once you've reflected. But generally, I think they're doing they're doing okay. It's it's hard unless you're in the car, unless you're in our position. With our point of view, it's it's really hard to get it perfect every time. So we also have to sympathise with them a little bit. It's not as easy from the outside. Haze and pollution? Oh, uh, it's been okay for now. Yeah, no, no further comments. Lewis, hard racing. I think they both answered it pretty well. So I don't really have much more to add to it, to be honest. And the haze should be fine. Maybe we'll see more of it on Sunday. No further thoughts on what I asked everyone. We're going to be here for everyone if you all answer it. So. No, you can stop here. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we are we agree. <laughs> but, but, Lewis, you've got no, no, no further comment on what happened at Monza with Charles. No, moving forward, there's nothing we can do about the past. And I'm, I'm down for hard racing, so we're good. Okay, thank you. Roma? <laughs> no comment. No, just just same thing. Okay. Yeah, exactly the same. I think uh, what what is the most important is consistency, and that's 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 it. Okay, let's move on. Next question, please. Oh, it is. Dieter Rankin, Racing Lines and RaceFans.net. Um, Robert, you say you took the decision to pursue other career opportunities outside of Williams. Uh, was Orlin involved in this decision? And uh, also, are you looking at simulated um, positions next year with with uh, Formula One teams? Um, so yeah, so first one, uh, it was my, my decision, so uh, of course uh, I know um, there are some consequences which then the Orlen follows my decision, And uh, but this is a completely different topic, uh, it has been only poorly my decision. Uh, regarding simulator, uh, I don't want to go too much to the details, but uh, as I said, I will evaluate different opportunities, I will be very surprised, I will be doing only simulator, or uh, so I would be very surprised I will not be racing next year. Next one. Scott Mitchell from Autosport. Um, Robert, how, how proud are you with the, the job that you did to get back into Formula One? And, and does that sort of outweigh how this year has gone and to the other four? You know how hard it is to be an F1 driver, to be at this level. How impressed are you that Robert got back to here? And what, are you th what do you think F1 loses by him not being on the grid next season? So who answered? I forgot the uh, initial <laughs> bit. 
Uh, well, how proud? I mean, uh, I'm not really kind of guy which is proud, but for sure it has been a long journey where I have repeated this for last two years, so it's always same same story, uh, nothing changed. Uh, it has been extremely hard for me, and uh, but nevertheless, uh, I still uh, uh, I think I make the right decision. Of course, uh, everybody from Williams, myself, we are on the same boat and uh, we would appreciate better results and better performance this year and easier uh, life uh, because in the end uh, it's, it is very difficult and tough season for everyone from Williams. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just have uh, to move forward and uh, um, that's that's how it is. And this is uh, the outcome. That's uh, the reason I took the decision. And uh, yeah, uh, regarding the others, uh, I think yeah. you know they, they. You can uh, you you might you make the question to them, but I think we can skip it. Uh, <laughs> it would take long, and anyway. <laughs> well, Robert, perhaps we could ask Lewis. You've raced Robert the longest out of the panelists here. Um, just sort of the impact he's made uh, since he's been back in Formula One. If he doesn't find another seat next year, how much will Formula One miss him? He's definitely put me on the spot. Well, <laughs> I've known Robert uh, probably the longest, I would say, and um, we started racing together in go-karts, like, 1997, probably? Yeah, 98. Yeah, so, um, I mean, for me, Robert's one of the most talented drivers that I've competed against. Um, as I said, from that beginning, I already saw the the talent uh, that he had, and naturally, when he got to Formula, it's been a long time. Yeah, he's, things he's, can change. He's quite old now. <laughs> no, it's still there when you have it. But um, I think what's really remarkable is the, sh the strength and determination he's shown, particularly through the incident that he had. Not a lot of people can come from those kinds of circumstances and come back and make it back into the sport and deliver against others who don't have the same um, situation that he's been in. So I think it's been great to have him back. It's definitely not as the same scenarios when he was obviously in a more competitive team back in the day, but I think he's done great this year. And we need the best talent in the sport, and we obviously need them to be as high up as possible, creating a part of the show. So I hope he stays. I understand his position, and um, I don't know what's given him the reason to make the decision, but. I hope there's position for him next year. Thank you. Anyone else want to add anything? I think generally it's, it's an inspiration for anyone that had a, you know, a bad experience. And first time I spoke to Robert was 2009 in Abu Dhabi, I think, and uh, we were supposed to be teammate in 2010, and I was very, very much looking forward to, to it, and uh, didn't happen. But uh, then obviously I follow Robert as a third or reserve driver at Lotus when. Uh, it is accident, and then the way it came back, you know, just in motorsport, there's other examples, but uh, also in life generally, to come back to the highest level. And as I say, fight the way fought back is very impressive. Thank you. Okay, next question. David Coates, Motorlat.com. Question for Lewis. Your pole position lap last year is still being talked about today. What does it take to get into a zone like that on a street circuit of all places? Uh, to be honest, it was a bit of a blur the whole lap. I don't know who was driving, but um, it was uh, it was obviously a, a special lap from for, for, from our side. And um, I think it takes a lot. This this track I've been obviously here since 2008. Tire temperatures are a huge issue 
you get to the last sector and the tires are, are dropping off, it gets a little bit trickier. So obviously such a long lap. I think it was just a combination of everything. You know, the previous sessions had been up and down. Probably hadn't put a good lap together all weekend, and it just happened to be right at the right moment. And the chances of that happen are quite slim, but it just happened at the right time where the stars aligned, I guess. But more so, you know, the temperatures and just the flow just ended up right. Um, but the focus that you need here, as all these drivers will know, just is um, it's very intense. Positioning is everything, and timing. You know, really getting yourself into a rhythm is really key here to to maximizing the width of the circuit and uh, the potential that's in your car. Thank you. Next one. Wojciech Paprota, Świat Wyścigów. Luis, some days ago you unfollowed everyone on your Instagram and now you basically don't follow anybody, including myself, unfortunately. Uh, does it mean that social media has been some sort of a distraction for you? I don't think I was following you anyway before, so it shouldn't really affect you, but um, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I think, uh, I think I just wanted a kind of a fresh slate. The, um, I feel like social media is such a, an incredible platform, naturally. But um, I just noticed for me, I, I don't know how it is for you guys, but you wake up and the first thing you do is turn on your Instagram and check what's, what's happening. You're always catching up and I just decided to change. I wake up now and I have a bit of a read. I start my day differently and, um, and I'm hardly ever on it. And this made a big difference to my life personally. But I do sometimes miss not being able to see what my friends are doing particularly. Um, and then there's also, sometimes you get people come up and say, hey, you're not following me, but you follow that person. So I just, now I don't follow anybody, and no one can complain. Um, but of course, I have to, if I want to go and see what my friends are up to, I have to go and type their name in now. So, and it's not so easy to go back to follow everyone, because I was following like 600 people or something before. So... Um, you wasn't one of them. No. <laughs> so, but I still follow everyone closely, like I look at... Uh, everyone's Instagram, particularly within my sport, you know, to see what they're up to. And I still support people, I just, I don't feel like um, you should be forced to have to follow people to show that you support them. Thank you. Next one, please. Cezary Gutowski, Przegląd Sportowy. Question to Robert. You've been for a while here, so I would like to ask you what was maybe your biggest challenge in motorsports or the thing that you are like most proud of that you've done so far? I think honestly, uh, if you take out the results, which for sure in motorsport they have a big influence, uh, probably is uh, yeah uh, last seven eight years uh, put it together, and then uh, not one single moment, but definitely it has been uh, yeah probably the biggest achievement of my life to come back to to achieve what uh, what I managed to. To go through what what it happens and uh, and still manage to race and um, yeah being uh, back in a fun grid was uh, definitely a, a best uh, end of uh, period uh, best final which I could uh, deserve and which I could uh, imagine. Thank you. Next one, please. Uh, ben Hunt from The Sun. Um, bit of a boring question alert, but f for Lewis, please. Um, we talk about the haze. I know that everyone sort of brushed it under the carpet a little bit, but 
What sort of measures are in place for feedback to you, just how important that air quality is? When you've got locals saying that you know it's approaching dangerous levels and it's quite significant for them as athletes, I just wondered how you safeguard yourself. Do you have special filters on your masks or is there anything that you can do? Or do you just put your faith in the FIA and just assume that everything's going to be okay? Um, honestly, I've not, I've, I have, we all have doctors on hand, so um, it's not been brought up as a, an issue for us, but I am conscious of, of it. Naturally, I don't know how it's for the drivers, but you blow your nose after the race, dirt soot comes out of your nose, you know, you've got the carbon that you're breathing in, so air, clean air is naturally a, a, an important part. Um, I've been told not to go for runs, for example, outside, because it's, it won't be great for me, so, um, but I don't know how that's going to impact us in the race, but I will. I think over tonight and tomorrow I will be speaking to my team. There's not really a lot that we can do. We can't have anything else, particularly in our helmets. So it is what it is, I guess. Um. Thank you. Next one. Michael Butterworth, Xinhua News Agency. To all the drivers, but maybe particularly to Roman, because we haven't heard much from you yet. Next year, Formula One goes to Vietnam, which is not a country with a long history or tradition of motorsport. Do you, uh, do you feel that Formula One should continue to go and expand in new destinations like this, where they perhaps don't have a history of motorsport, or should the sport continue to focus on the traditional heartland in places like Western Europe, for example? It's a good question, um, and I don't have the answer. Uh, there's definitely tracks that you want to keep racing on and, uh, and, and that have a lot of history. But uh, also some tracks now that have history didn't have any 10 years ago, like Singapore. You know, now everyone thinks that Singapore is normal race, but it's only started in 2008. So I don't know, you know, you can have a lot of thoughts. Obviously, a number of races is limited by the human factor. Um, should we do one year more in Europe, one year more outside Europe and, and mixed? I don't know, but obviously there, there are tracks where you want to race and there are those tracks where you, uh, you want to race also. So I don't have the answer. Lewis, old versus new? Uh, it doesn't really matter what I think. I think it's great. It's been great to, to have new circuits. I think keeping the historic ones where we have the biggest following because those are the people that really, um, when you go to Italy, for example, that crowd that really makes the atmosphere if you go to the UK, for example. So we have to keep those. Um, losing Germany, I think, is a bit of a painful one, for example. Um, but I think adding new circuits, uh, I think it's good to go to new territories, for sure, to um, to expand our reach as a, as a sport. Um, I prefer that they do a street circuit that can maybe be taken down. Uh, it's only temporary, rather than, for example, India, where they build that beautiful circuit and we don't get to race there anymore. And, um, yeah. Daniel? I mean, selfishly, it's nice to go to new destinations. You know, it's a chance to, I think we're quite privileged to have this job and to be able to see new parts of the world. It's sometimes an excuse to go and check an, uh, another place out. So from that point of view, it's, it's actually always exciting uh, for me because I know that I probably wouldn't have traveled to all these places as a holiday destination if, if F1 didn't take me there. So um, I've discovered some pretty awesome places around the world through the calendar. 
Um, I've never been to Vietnam, so yeah, I'm excited to go there. Um, and yeah, it's a chance to open, you know, new fans up to the sport and 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 give, I guess, a, a new crowd an opportunity to to see what it's like. So right now, I don't see the downside of it, not not at all. Thank you, Lando. I think uh, they've covered it all. Robert. Yeah, I think has been said everything. Okay, next one. A question to all drivers. Uh, Sebastian Vettel is under a bit of pressure right now at Ferrari with a strong teammate. Uh, do you think he can uh, bounce back and do we sh should we not write him off too soon? You've been a teammate of him? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm probably a decent one to answer for it because it's in times a, a similar position to maybe where, where he was in 2014 and, and he bounced back, I think, second race in 2015 he won I think in Malaysia from memory so he definitely has the ability to bounce back and all it's going to take is one race you know and uh, I think it's just been a, a bit of an effect as well obviously it, it probably started uh, I'll try not to speak for him but at least from the outside it probably started in Canada obviously with the, the controversy there it could have been his first win of the year and, and that could have if that got done differently that might have changed the whole outcome of these next few races so you never know um, in the past he's always been strong here in Singapore so this could be the weekend for him that he does turn it around um, but yeah I think it's just one he's one race away from turning it around um, you know obviously there's a lot of things to deal with in this sport especially when you're at the top there is it's not just talent anymore it's it's pressure it's headspace it's it's where you're at in your personal life and all this but you don't lose your talent so can he still drive very fast absolutely and I think uh, he's just waiting for that weekend to put it all together and get himself back but um it could very well happen this weekend Lewis anything you can add I think Daniel wanted it really well to be honest anyone else no okay next one LukeSmithCrash.net. Uh, Lewis, Daniel spoke about the importance of headspace and uh, these sort of off-track pursuits. Uh, you obviously have a very active off-track life. Um, how important are things such as your fashion line and things like that to, I guess, energizing you on track as well and contributing to your performances? Well, I mean, if I didn't have those, I'd still be driving the way I do. Um, I think um, they're just things that there are other outlets that, for me personally, that work really well for me and ones that I enjoy. And um, and give me energy, I guess, to, to do continue on doing the other things that I that I love, such as such as this job, which is not really a job; it's a hobby, really. So um, yeah, but it's to each to each their own. We all do it differently. We all prepare in a different way. But uh, it's only been a positive for me. Okay, that's all we've got time for. Thank you, gentlemen. Good luck this weekend. And a full transcript of this press conference will be available shortly at FIA.com. Sky Sports F1.